Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul radio show brought to you by adventuresinministry.com, AIM the network. Well, thank you for being with us. We have so many resources, so many apps, and so many things there to take from and look at. Today, it's big time. We're two weeks away from the NFL draft. And to celebrate that, we are going to have a flag football tournament here on Faulkner's campus this coming Friday night. Yes, I said Friday night, under the lights. And tonight, is the spring game for Fulton University. Tomorrow is the spring game for the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Auburn Tigers, and I think maybe a school down there near a swamp or such. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure we'll hear about it. As I bring in my co-host, John Podine. What's up with you, my friend? I'm great, Paul. I'm not sure there's many spring games really going to be going that's going to be enjoyable tonight or tomorrow because I'm not sure the rain is going to hold off from this monsoon that we're in the middle of here in in Alabama, but uh, don't worry. Florida did get their spring game in last week when it was nice and sunny. Oh, good. And do you have anything to report from that game? Um, Lots of prayers. (laughs) Hey, you got a great coach in in Jim McElwain. I'm sure uh, the ball was flying and, um, and the offense was spread out on the field, so I'm sure you enjoyed that. Well, Paul, let me just say, um, we only had like seven uh, healthy offensive alignment that were scholarship to begin with. Um, we are now down to six. Uh, one had to retire because he had a spinal cord injury or something like that, and uh, so he had to retire. So it's kind of hard to throw the ball or run the ball, except when you're going against uh, walk-ons, then that's okay to be able to do that. Um, we, we got a long way. Um, Mr. Um, um, much um, champ down in Auburn, how he left and said that, oh, everything is the cupboard is not bare. Um, yeah, he, uh, of course, what, what is any coach that's leaving supposed to say, I guess, right? Well, I mean, he took most of the defense coming in anyway and brought it to Auburn with him, so we can thank him for that. And I think all the Auburn fans appreciate him doing that. I, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do, but it, it'll be all right. Um, if Michael Wayne is who he says he is, then then we'll see. Let's see what happens and see if we can put it together. But as Andrew said in the chat room, yeah, they don't. They really don't look. They don't look good right now, Paul. Well, again, uh, look at who's who's there, and he's only got there just a few months ago. So give him the chance. Yeah, give him a few years. He'll. I'm sure he'll write the ship as best as he can. Um, what else is going on on campus? A lot of things going on in, the, in your world. Well, we are winding down, Paul. This is this is coming to the end of school. We have uh, next week is dead week. It's the last week of classes, and then finals are the next week, and and graduation, and and we are we are here. This is it. This is a, at at the end. Uh, in my world, on student activities, we are getting all the points together to see who's going to be the social club of the year for the guys and the girls, and uh, we're just winding everything down. How is things on your side of the campus? Things are okay. Things are okay over here. Um, we are gearing up for our big bad lads to leaders wrap up luncheon this Sunday. Of course, we had a big time devotional set up for tomorrow evening, but because of the rain, we had to cancel it uh, or postpone to a later date. But uh, but we are getting ready for that, and I think everybody's just ready to receive their certificates, their medals, and then just move on with our life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand. I understand. Well, Paul, yes, I, I totally understand. Speaking of that weather, I, I don't know how in the world I'm supposed to go watch softball this weekend, but apparently I'm supposed to watch softball this weekend. I guess I need an umbrella, don't I? And um, and a canoe and some paddles. Probably. Probably. 
probably. But, uh, hey, we had a good week uh, this week. We had a meeting this week, didn't we? We did. We did. We had a exposure youth camp board meeting in, in Atlanta in a big, bad ATL at that location, on location there at the Marquis Marriott. And so uh, made a lot of decisions, uh, have some finality to uh, to most of our keynotes, and um, and actually got us a good list for our challenge session. So we're really excited about that. And I think over the time period from now to December, we will be bringing on all of those guys to come on and and tell us about what they're going to bring to to Exposure Youth Camp and things like that nature. And so it's going to be great. It's going to be great, and uh, I look forward to continuing to be able to talk about it. Yes, it, it'll be good. I think it's going to be a great year as always. And uh, you know, we did miss out. I don't, for those who who uh, don't know exactly where the Marriott is? You know, it's in Atlanta. You know, it's it's a it's a pretty busy hopping city, and and they have mm-hmm. some uh, furry animals there the weekend before we were there, and I was just hoping we were going to be able to see them. Well, actually, Comic Con was right there right after them, so we, we definitely or they came in as we were leaving the convention uh, a couple weeks ago, and so um, I hate that I missed that, but um, they have all kinds of crazy stuff happening at that hotel, so I think they just look forward to. Us normal folks coming in and just having some singing in the lobby area, if you follow my drift. I, I know. Speaking of Comic-Con, Paul, I, I mean, I've got to ask you, did you look at the new Star Wars trailer yesterday? Uh, let me tell you something. Yes, I looked at it. I looked at it about 10,000 times. Um, okay, good. It is, okay, good. It is amazing. It is amazing. Um, I can give you commentary on the entire thing from front to back. Uh, I think my favorite part of the whole thing was Han Solo and Chewie at the very end in, in all of their gray hair as they say, as Han sort of walks in looking at the screen side by side with Chewie, Chewbacca, and says, Chewie, we're home. And yes. I'm like, yes, I can't wait till Christmas. It's going to be now, great. Paul, there's one thing I've got to ask you because, you know, you know, I tried to, I tried to look around and see what people were saying about it or whatever. And, and, uh, there's one thing that people are not talking about in the trailer, and I'm wondering if you caught it. Did you notice the tense in which um, uh, Mark Hamill's character, Luke Skywalker, was speaking? Um, yeah, I, I noticed that he was, he basically was, that, those weren't new words. That isn't new words for the movie. I will say that for anyone who doesn't know. That wasn't a new line. That is an old line. Um, I understand that. Because, You're correct. But why would he speak of his father in the present tense? Uh, well, I mean, you could go through the, the Star Wars lore and know that when a great Jedi dies, he doesn't really go away. He's still that there. That is true. That is true. That so, is true. So that, that, that is something that you can see. But he also talks about the future. Um, he talks about how that um, his father had the power, and he has the power, his sister has the power, and that you will have the power. And so, obviously, he's talking about, I would assume, probably just in my readings and my research, probably in the twins that belong to Han and Leia. Yes, I'm interested to see that. Yeah. What are are your thoughts on the the maybe, maybe not um, Anakin Skywalker making an appearance? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. That's why I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I used to watch Star Wars growing up and everything, but I'm, I'm not like some people that just you know, dive into every little detail. But I just I just kind of found that odd and interesting. And he says, my father has it, I have it, my sister has it, and you have it. And I'm like, okay, that's all in present tense there. Um, maybe he's coming back, making an appearance. You know, we can talk to him a little bit. You know, that'd be kind of interesting. And what do you think yeah. about the new villain? The new what? The new villain. Uh, got a little snapshot of him in, in it. Um, I mean, he looks okay. He's not extremely scary. He is no Darth Maul, but um, but uh, you know, it, it'll be it'll be neat to see. I love the new look for stormtroopers. I, I, honestly, I kind of hate the fact they changed it because it's like let's just keep what, what's good. But um, I guess as anything gets older or or trying to revamp or um, you know. Yeah, I don't see that there's much, much difference with that. Uh, uh, there's a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of difference. But J.J. Uh, Abrams, I think, is, is, is setting himself up to uh, possibly be one of the best directors of all time, if he's not already there. 
Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Getting back to the other thing you mentioned about Darth Vader, you know, they do show the 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 mask that uh, Anakin had to wear to um, maintain his life, and and they showed it being a bit on the burnt side, which you know that's how he he died. Uh, it was because of the um, uh, anyway he he died and then they, he burned him up, and so so a lot of things there that they used. Uh, it was cool seeing the the Death Star destroyer as it was sitting on. I'm assuming. Tatooine or some deserted um, planet, uh, along with an X-wing fighter. So it shows things from the past that occurred, and also shows you things that are coming up. So um, a lot of fighting, it will be a lot of action. It is. It will be, be interesting. It'll be great. Hey, somebody throw something over there, Andrew. Andrew um, Thompson, wake him up. It's time to talk about some other stuff. Hey, we got the um, some football talk to, to deal with, and so we're excited about that. Um, I hired a new intern yesterday, so I want to talk about that. Um, but um, let's go ahead and start, first of all, by talking about what's happening this weekend. This Friday night, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, 8 to midnight, uh, doing a little, something a little differently, is the fourth annual Faulkner University Faulkner Flag Football Tournament. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, usually it starts at 8 in the morning and goes to about 7 in the evening. We thought we'd flip it a little bit and do a midnight madness kind of a football deal. So we're looking forward to that. And this will be cool, being under the lights there in Montgomery. That will be interesting. I think I think the kids will have fun doing that, and it should be a little bit cooler than than sitting out there and cooking um, in the day like last year when we were frying out there. But uh, it's always a fun time to get together and then get them on the field a little bit, kind of run around, um, you know, when the big boys play on Saturday. So uh, it's always fun. It is definitely is. Uh, we do want to let anyone know that if they'd like to still register for that, they can just shoot me an email. At ps at paulsperlin.com. It's a hundred bucks per team, and looking forward to it. We got a lot of local cook congregations going to have their teams out there, so we will look forward to to that. And hopefully, the um, the university uh, youth group will be able to defend their championship for the third year in a row. So we'll see how that goes. But um, and good luck to everybody for that. Uh, also, uh, John, we have a spring game tonight. It's going to be wet, but. Um, if they even still have it. Uh, <laughs> what is the forecast, um, not for the weather, but for the situation of our team when we're well, looking at the new season? Of course, everybody's uh, excited about it. Uh, Faulkner's not like any other of the other teams here in the state. They're looking to see who the quarterback is going to be next year. Um, there's about four main guys that are pushing at it. Um, and so we'll just have to see what happens in there. A couple guys that have been in the program for a little while. We've got to transfer in. Um, so, uh, we got some big time players, got some big time transfers that came in, and uh, we're looking to having a good signing class to come in here in the fall and and commit and add to it. Okay, well, um, and that's always exciting. We always look forward to that. Uh, I know we worked on that pretty much all summer. Um, but let's get to the big boys. Let's talk a little bit. We talked a little college football. We talked a little high school, um, middle school, you know, football. Let's talk about the pros. You know, we got um, the big-time draft coming up in two weeks. Um, have you written down your mock draft? Do you have an idea of what you think will happen and why? No, I haven't looked too hard at it. I, I've been trying to, to stay away. I mean, to be honest, I've been busy a lot of times. I, I have kind of kept up with some of the Florida guys and tried to see what's happened. I am curious to see, will somebody take a major – and I'm sorry, I do. I think he's a risk to take James Winston. Uh, that's my opinion, not necessarily just because I don't like him because of Florida State, but um, I'm curious to see what will happen. I mean, his yes, he has skills. Yes, he can throw the ball. But, I mean, is he ready to actually be able to handle it? Look at look at uh, Johnny Manziel and, and the things that he's already gone through his first year. This is a big step up. And um, I'm curious. I, I, I don't – I'm curious to see who will take him and where. Um. I tell you what, uh, I'm gonna and now. Obviously, we all make wagers on this show. We're Christians and such, but I'm gonna tell you, James Winston's gonna go number one. Uh, uh, he's gonna go number one. It's gonna make him worse than he already is. I know. Uh, if that head get any bigger, but hey, here's the thing: <laughs> take the tables away. Don't let him jump on any tables. Then he won't say anything dumb. You know, just take the tables away. Make him walk through the room. 
Don't give him a platform. Don't give him a stage. Just tell the kid to get out there and play some football and show us who you are and, and stop talking about it. But the fact of the matter is, the Buccaneers, uh, they have to have a quarterback. They're going to take a quarterback. It's obvious. There's no one. They have nobody, really, to turn to. And so and it has been reported that, um, that Tampa is more willing to move up for a signal caller. And so that's what they're going to do, and that's what's necessary um, for them. Now, in speculation, uh, all the speculation of them moving down is pretty pointless because they want that quarterback. They want that quarterback, and they know that there's two right there at the top. And I really think, I think that you have a good chance of getting um, having two quarterbacks go one and two. Um, the conflict, really, the big conflict is going to be for Tennessee, number two. Yeah. Um, the, the second worst team in, in the NFL last year uh, because because they have Zach Mettenberger, um, who didn't come to the draft when he came through because he had that blown-out knee from a pro day. Uh, but, you know, he's set. He's a pro-style quarterback, and um, he's set to play. So so we'll see what happens for that. But, but looking at it, Tampa Bay, I really think they're going to go Jameis. They want Jameis. They prefer him over Marcus Mariota um, because of the strong arm. Um, and I think there's also I, a uh, Paul. I think there's also a a ticket sales issue with oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Just my opinion with with Tampa and because that's one thing Jacksonville did for a little while there. They took Gators and they took Seminoles and some Hurricanes because you got the people here that are are. Um, you know, fans of them already. Why not buy tickets and uh, pick them up and let them buy tickets to come and and, and help them out? And Tampa's been needing some help um, these last couple of years with putting seats in the stands. So I definitely think that there is a a uh, financial reason behind it too. And you're you're opening up a whole other area of discussion that I know you're just going to love. And I've got to say it. I got to bring it up. If a team in the state of Florida, wants to sell tickets. John Podine, why is it that Tebow's not playing in Florida? Will you please explain to me why this guy who carried the Broncos to the playoffs with an unbelievable yes, he plays in the last four minutes of the game. I don't care. He was, he made things happen. Please explain to me why they won't give him a shot. Brother, that has been the question that everybody has asked, even in Jacksonville, um, his hometown. Um, of course, he chose – now, he chose uh, New York over Jacksonville the original time, and maybe he should have turned around and came to Jacksonville. Um, I don't know. It, it is such a lightning rod, even in his own home state, that uh, I, can't, I really can't see it. But then you have teams like Jacksonville who drafted Blake Bortles last year, so you're not going to pull him in there. Uh, Miami right. already set with who they have, and now if Tampa goes after Winston, then they're set. So that's a good question. Trust me, I've been I've been wishing that he would go home um, for the last couple of years. It doesn't make any sense to me. And to go back to a previous point you made about Tampa Bay trying to bring in all the Hurricanes and Gators and and, um, and Seminoles, um, I hate to say it, they are the worst team in the NFL. So let's. If you're a fan of the Buccaneers, let's let's not do that anymore. That doesn't seem to be working. Um, although it's weird, you know, Florida has been down the past few years, but the Hurricanes, I think, are coming back. I really do. And um, and it's obvious that the Seminoles aren't going anywhere anytime soon. So you would you would assume that if that's where they go, they should get pretty good talent. But then again, we see where they are. You're correct. Um, I've never understood why the Florida teams don't do a mixture of the three main schools and even USF and UCF at times in there. Why they don't do a mixture of those schools? Why doesn't a team do that? I mean, but you got to go get players. Just because they're good college players doesn't mean they're going to be good NFL players. Yeah. Well, what I want to do, I do want to look at the top five of the draft, mock draft, and see who we think might be in those spots, um, most of which you would have a real – a real desire to discuss, um, especially at number three there, uh, your Jacksonville Jaguars. But I tell you what, John, we know how to pick them, that's for sure. Um, our favorite teams are the second and third worst teams in the NFL. But here we go. I know. Um, I know. we got a lot in common there, Paul. We're terrible. We're terrible. Uh, but the, the Titans, I don't want to skip them because I do want to talk about Jacksonville, but let's, let's go to number two, the Titans. Um, odds are, and everybody's saying, they're going to pick up Marcus Mariota. 
Will you please explain to me the rationale behind picking up a quarterback when you just traded for one, you just picked one up, that, to be honest, wasn't that bad last year. He just needed somebody to put the ball in their hands. You know, Zach Nattenberger. What's your thoughts there? I don't know, Paul. To me, that is that is completely ignorant. Um, it does not make a lot of sense at all. At all. Um, uh, I don't know. I, to me, they're, they, I think they're, they're just stretching out. They're trying to find. And, 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 and Tennessee's got an issue in there of trying to put people in the seats, too. So yeah. let's, not, let's not get past this and think, oh, this is not a money game as well. Um, unless they just look and say, Mittenberger's not it, we're not going to lose that much, and let them go. Well, Marcus Mariota is not a bad pick, but when you have somebody already there, the post-style offense, you know, Ken uh, Wissenhunt, you know, that's his system. His system is post-style. Sometimes the coaches, they do take, you know, the talent over the system match. Um, you know, Andy Reid did it when he drafted uh, Donovan McNabb. Uh, same situation. Yeah. Donovan was a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, Marcus Mariota, dual-threat quarterback. But that's not what the Titans have had. But I'll say this, in watching them, uh, if they could just find a running back that could, that could get those three yards, that'd be amazing. But if you had a quarterback that can do it, even better. And, of course, that takes you back to uh, Steve McNair days and the first front end uh, before the drama really hit with, with the princess, um, Vince Young. So so maybe they're trying to bring that back. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. Being a Titans fan, I think, you know, you bring in Marcus Mariota. You let he and Zach Nuttenberger work together, fight it out. Marcus um, is great. Maybe Zach gets it. And then after a year, Marcus Mariota becomes trade quality. Or maybe they make Zach trade quality. It's a win-win. I don't know. But do you wait a full year and almost waste that, that pick when you could go ahead and get a running back or a wide receiver or an O-lineman, somebody that can make a big difference right then? Well, and I think that's the thing, and and, and I wouldn't. If I'm Tennessee, I don't bring in a quarterback. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, You need so many pieces, and you get one number one pick. If you want to bring another quarterback in, pick him up in the third round. Um, To me, you're going to bring Mariota in. Who are you going to throw the ball to? Who's going to protect him? And then do you have a defense that's going to stop anything? And so those are the questions you've got to ask. You can bring in these big-time players, but – you know, they got to have somebody to run. you got to have somebody to catch. you got to have somebody to stop them and block them. And if you've got that many pieces that need to be put together, you cannot waste your time, your time on that, even to the point that I'm, I'm – unless there's just somebody that you're in love with sitting there at that pick, do you trade down to gain more first-round picks and let somebody else come up and get Mariota? I mean, that's some of the things I think you have to consider when you're talking about rebuilding – and that's something where mm-hmm. I think Jack Bull has messed up in the last few years. Is you've got to get quality, um, some qu- quality picks in here, and not waste them. Yeah, that's true. I think the our teams are very similar in the fact they do that very thing. They get one name, and they've left about three or four great ones out there they could have had to build it up slowly. And I'm so sick and tired of watching them lose so terribly bad. And sometimes not that bad. You know, it's like the, even against. Um, Houston Texans and they they play them pretty close and then like if you just had that one extra player you, you could have done it you could have done it. Uh, Moving number three, we have the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and this is this is Thunder's team here and odds are it's looking like Dante Fowler Jr. will be there. Uh, they right. need an O lineman, but they're going to go defensive anyway. Of course, he's from the the Gatorland. So so explain that one for us. Well, I I think part of what I've seen in the last couple of years with the NFL draft and how they're doing it. Even, you know, do you remember it was about 10, 15 years ago, you did not pass up on, a, on an offensive lineman, especially a left tackle. If you had him there in the draft, you went and took him no matter what. Now, because of everything being so pass-happy, um, in fact, the running back pretty much has been taken out of the NFL, except, you know, for the most part, everything is pass-happy. The last three to four years, you're looking for that dominant defensive end pass rusher that can go – and uh, Fowler's the type of guy that can do it. And they've got a couple up there that are pretty big, and I think part of what Jacksonville likes could be the Florida connection, Paul, just to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, could be. Looking forward to see how that turns out uh, with them, and, and hopefully they'll do well. You know, they're in our, our part of the region. You want them to do well. Um, but that, that takes us on to um, 
to the, the number four pick, which is, and you would know they'd come up very soon, and that is the Oakland Raiders. They were able to pick up a few wins last year. So um, all of their, all of their, their look is uh, towards uh, Leonard Williams of USC. Um, of course, sort of different part of the country. Don't know much about them. Obviously, he's good. They, they do need the O-lineman, um, but they're going defensive anyway. So it's another case of another team going for something they don't necessarily need. But if you're the Raiders, I guess you need everything. And, Paul, I, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I would love for Jameis Winston to go to Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That happen. I love you it. Know, that's where quarterbacks <laughs> go to die. And, and that's right. Not literally. Please don't hope anybody doesn't take that wrong. Not literally. The only, but, the only better thing with that is if they actually wore the, the white and the black stripes. Um, uh, it would finally – or be able to receive the, the jersey he truly deserves. Uh, so, uh, and I did say that. Sorry, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, but it's a, it's okay. It's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting draft. You know, this is you know a lot of drafts that we have seen um, usually are pretty predictable. I, I'm not sure this one's too predictable right now. At least out of this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You go down, um, you got, uh, let's say, the Redskins are our number five pick. You're wondering what are they going to do with RG3, you know. So let's see what happens with that. Shane Ray, big-time um, defensive end, uh, big-time outside linebacker from Missouri. Looks like he's going to go six with uh, the Jets. Um, and then I'm still wondering, of course, I'm a homer. I'm wondering how come I haven't seen anything about Amari Cooper. But the, the Chicago Bears have that seven pick. And they're looking at Kevin White. Kevin White's good. There's no question about that. But I think that um, that Amari Cooper should be coming up pretty close there. And then with the Falcons, I'm going to tell you right now, John, if the Falcons end up picking up uh, Amari Cooper, you've got Julio Jones and Amari Cooper on the same offense, man, it's going to be tough not to want them to do well as a bad Well, player. it's going to be interesting with that pick with the Falcons because there is a semi-local guy um, that played high school ball in the Bears Bowl that is at Clemson and uh, Vic Beasley. And he's been talked about going possibly to Atlanta. And uh, that'll be interesting because Atlanta needs a rusher. But if they were to go, and I, if I'm Atlanta, I seriously have to consider getting another weapon there for Matt Ryan to go opposite of Julio Jones. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could actually see that taking place and happening. Even though You're right about the other the other thing. Right, right, right. Well, you were right about Vic Beasley. He's awesome. He played well for, for Clemson, and, and he is there close by, so you would think that would be a good match as well. Um, they do have Amari going nuts with um, with uh, the, the Giants, um, which wouldn't be a bad pick, wouldn't be a bad place to play. Going on down number 10, the, the Rams have that pick. Um, and then you're going into, uh, let's see, the, the, the Vikings have the next pick. Why are the Vikings? Let's talk about this just for a second. Uh, this is turning to a pro day um, kind of show. Um, you know, you have Peterson coming back. Adrian Peterson coming back um, off his um, hiatus, so to speak. And um, the Vikings are ready to welcome him back and bring him into the fold and think he's the perfect fit to what they need in their offense. Here's the rub, John. Adrian Peterson doesn't want to be in Minnesota. No, he, he doesn't want to be there at all. Would you? Do you um, blame him? Not at all. They've said so much and done so much to, to to continue to hurt him without knowing all the facts and all the situations. And he's paid his pits. He's done his dues. And so, yeah, he definitely be somewhere else. And somebody that really wants him is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to tell you right now, I can see him with that star on that helmet. Oh, I could too. I, well, you know, it's funny. When we were leaving uh, Atlanta the other day, we were watching the old – I was watching the old Dallas-Green uh, Bay game from the days of Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman out there, and I say that. Jason Garrett actually was quarterback that day because um, Troy Aikman was out in that game. And who's the the coach right now? Jason Garrett. And you could see Mm -hmm. Peterson coming in there and trying to bring some running back, uh, running back, running back to Dallas. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So – that would yeah. be a very interesting pickup. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Uh, but here's a problem. Uh, the, the Vikings hold all the cards. Um, they hold the rights to Adrian Peterson, and if they want him to play, he'll play. If they want him to sit down on a bench, guess what happens? He doesn't get perks in his paycheck. 
because he's not getting those yards. So, yeah. um, but if I'm the Vikings, if he's not happy, why would I not want to trade him somewhere else? You'd think you'd get plenty for him. Um, of course, he's, he's 28, and he's fixing his bet. When you're 30, you can't be a running back anymore, age group. And so you're thinking the best you can get out of him is two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'd love to see him play for Tennessee. <laughs> Maybe not all you can get right now. But uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, It'll be interesting. It will. It definitely will. You got the Cleveland uh, Browns have um, have the number 12 pick. New Orleans comes next. Um, then the Miami Dolphins um, wanting Dante Parker there from Louisville. Uh, the, the San Francisco 49ers coming in next. Um, and then the Houston, oh, here's the big one. This is what I don't understand why I haven't seen his name yet. Uh, the number 16 pick is the Houston Texans, and they're wanting big, bad Todd Gurley. How um, durable do you think he'll be in the pros? I hope for his sake, because of how hard he he uh, um, worked and, and came back last year, and then and then I hope for his sake he does good. He 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 did things right. He may have had a little failing issues over there, which I'm not sure. There's a lot of even some still cloud around all that. But I, I like him. He was a guy that always ran hard. He always worked hard. He didn't come out and just um, oh I'm done. I'm tired. I'm coming out of the game. He stayed in and would fight. I hope for his his well-being, he, he can come back. But you know as well as I do, Paul, at that position, um, once you're hurt, I'll take this one little thing and, and and you're gone again. That's true. Here's my question. If they're going with, with um, Todd Gurley, explain to me, what about Arian Foster? I mean, he's there. He's, he's been pretty pretty durable there and done well for him. I wonder why they're just they're thinking, let's get somebody else. I think they're, I think they're thinking age. These 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 running backs are just not lasting anymore. You're they're gone are these ten to fifteen year veterans. Peterson's about like the last of his kind. Gone are these veterans that are there ten or fifteen years. These running backs are having about two decent years, and and then they're 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 falling down. I'm thinking of Stephen Jackson when he got traded to the Falcons a couple of years ago. Everybody had high hopes coming off of his years up in Seattle, and then he just basically did nothing and disappeared. Yeah, that's true. Well, plus, Chip Kelly is starting to give the, the NFL a new boilerplate for how to run your offense, and it doesn't really have much of a place for a running back, um, which could continue to trickle down into the into the college game and even further down than that. You know, why be a running back? Why try to major in that when you know good and well that everybody's going to start running the fast-paced offense? Yes, absolutely. Um, and this is still going to be, you know, the, the – uh, the report card's still out on Chip Kelly. You know, the skeptics are still out trying to see is what he what he does really working in the NFL. And at times we've seen it work, and at times we haven't. So I think the jury's still out, and I'm curious to see now that he has been up there uh, and getting more of the people he wanted, wants in, how will it work? Um, I was just distracted by our, um, our chat room. Um, I have to respond here to to the uh, Philip Rivers comment. Um, I haven't heard anything about that. Um, so I would like for, um, I would like for uh, Andrew Thompson from Columbus, Georgia, to give me a little more insight on that. Uh, well, I didn't realize he was on the chopping block. Is he on the chopping block? Is he on the, is he on the um, trading block? Um, he's had pretty good years the past few years. He hasn't really lost too many steps and, um, especially as the quarterback goes. So, so have you heard anything on that? I have not. I have not. Okay. Uh, you know, he's a guy that if he is on the trading block, he's not going to wow you, I don't think, but he is not going to hurt you necessarily. I think he is going He's a solid quarterback. And that, to me, is a team, you know, we're talking about who to draft, who to get on certain things. To me, he's a player that you bring in to a team that needs to rebuild and you need a solid quarterback that's not going to hurt you. He may not necessarily wow you. He'll win you a couple of games in there sometimes at the end of the game. But getting somebody in there so you can use those other draft picks on some of those young, big-time players that you need. Okay. Um, the chat room is saying this. I just I just Googled it, so it's got to be true. Um <laughs> The Tennessee Titans have shown interest in Phillip Rivers. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, 
I don't know what I think about that. Uh, I will say, um, I've met Philip Rivers. Um, he's, he's a nice guy. Of course, he was in high school when I met him. Uh, he's actually from Athens, Alabama. He played uh, basketball he, against against my brother-in-law, Chris. Did you, did you meet him like you met Shaq? I did, just like that. Okay. Uh, except, he, except this guy was in high school, and he wasn't that much taller than me at the time. But he has continued to grow like crazy. So, uh, so say he's yeah, a lot so. taller than the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. Here it is. Philip Rivers, Tennessee Titans. GMs debunk senseless rumor. So, let's see. Tennessee rumor has me scratching my head. Frankly, I'm stuck. Uh, they don't see it. I don't see it happening. Um, no. No, not going to happen. Uh, uh, the NFL draft is coming up in the focus, and the Florida State, uh, Jameis Winston, reportedly all but assured he'll be the number one over, over pick. That's why I mentioned that. And um, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we'll talk more about the draft next week, obviously, being right in the middle of it all. Uh, but um, that's sort of where we are. Well, let's sort of um, uh, transition this. And what I want you to do is think also, we're talking about quarterbacks, who are your five top quarterbacks, not of all time, but of today? Of today, John, let's sort of end out talking about the NFL stuff. Who is five quarterbacks? If you had a team, just an all-star, all-everything team of guys that play today, who are your five? Not drafts, before draft. That are, that are still playing, that are in there playing right now. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I think, of course, you, you have to go – even though this guy doesn't know if he's going to come back, I think you have to go with your uh, Peyton Mannings and your Tom Brady's. Uh, I think they have right. to be in there. Your Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Um, okay. I like Matt Ryan in Atlanta, and I know he's not as high on some people's list as others, but he is a solid quarterback that I think he just needs a couple of people in certain positions, and I think he can be right up there with an Aaron Rodgers. Um, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I really like him, and I, I like I like how Russell Wilson plays. Um, oh I yeah, think, I think Kaepernick is athletic, wow, and everything that he does. But I think he's a little wild on some things. I like I really like Russell Wilson and how he plays. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And well, Tim um, Tebow, did... of course. Well, actually, I said guys who actually play, so I don't know if that works. I know. Um, I know. Go ahead, hit me hard. Uh, he, actually, he did report to camp. To where'd he go? He's somewhere. He went at a tryout in Philadelphia. That's right. That's right. Philadelphia. Yeah. Um. Well, um, one you didn't mention that I, I still have a lot of um, a lot of respect for, and I think it, he didn't do too well this past year because there wasn't much around him. I'm a I'm a Drew Brees fan. I like Drew Brees. I still think he's solid. I think he is a, a good uh, quarterback. That, in fact, I've drafted him the last couple of years in my fantasy draft, and yeah, me too. It didn't help me much. Yeah. Well, uh, and that being said, we need to make sure and um, start announcing it and promoting it now. We will be doing an NFL fantasy draft with the John and Paul show, so that'll be a good way to connect and everything like that. Um, okay, let's let's move into more ministry stuff as we sort of round out our show. And of course, John, if you have anything uh, else you want to mention on, or. Before we leave sports, I do got to say, okay, I, do go ahead. Bring up, go ahead. I do have to bring up the no-name Braves are still winning. Um, well, they didn't win yesterday. Well, I know. But can you believe they didn't win the day before? But they won. <laughs> what are they, six and four now? Six and four? Yeah, like and and my, and my, my prediction of 100 games is now back on track. Mm, I think you said 162 games. I said they'll lose 100 games. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm not gonna lie. When they won five in a row, I was pretty excited and dumbfounded. Um, <laughs> I did not think that would happen at all. No, but, no, um, no. But uh, they, they, you know, they they have some interesting characters on that team. Um, I, I've never really heard of Johnny Gomez before. Uh, but uh, he's he's good. He's scrappy. I like him. I like um, Jim Johnson as a pitcher. Of course, he got rattled pretty bad yesterday. They left kept him in there too long, I think. But um, 
I like him. I like Grilly. Um, I love, love um, uh, Cam Maben. I love him. He's in the center fielder. Man, he hit one, another one out yesterday. Um, in a, in a losing battle, but uh, but yeah, he's he's athletic. I like him. Um, you know, I, I think that they have enough to do okay. You know, they're not gonna. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs or anything, but I think they'll do all right. I, yeah, I, I hope they can maintain a 500. If they can maintain 500, that'll be a huge victory for that entire staff. But well, um, as you mentioned, six and three right now. So you know, six and three. Okay, six and three. Half a game back from New York. So okay. Well, uh, and you might want to speak um, to the point of, of why all this went down. I think we learned some things over in Atlanta uh, because of the farm system. Did you want to speak to that real quick? Yeah, I, I was hearing a lot of, of talk about that. Part of the thing that the new GM and that whole front office, when they came in there, the in the last couple of years, you know, people have been asking the Braves to go get somebody. And so they went to, they traded, they went and got some of these things. But in order to do that, um, they they had to trade their farm system away, and basically they traded the farm away, and their their farm system has been so decimated from trades that they had to rebuild it, and that this is more honestly it is more of a building for the future within their farm system and farm organization. And anybody who knows and who follows sports, especially the baseball, you can do like Kentucky and have your one and dones come in there, and you can have your one year where you spend all your money and win a World Series and do like the Marlins did a few years ago and, and get rid of everybody. But the teams that consistently stay up there and compete have a deep farm system. And they said the Braves just their farm system was very weak and that if you'll notice that a lot of their trades is dumping the money, yes. Kimbrell was a financial situation because of next year. And, of course, getting rid of uh, Melvin Upton Jr., uh, better known as BJ I Can't Hit the Ball, Upton, Junior, so glad he's gone. (laughs) I'm glad he's gone. But but if you'll notice, the people they've gotten in these trades haven't necessarily been people to come into play. They've been people to go in their farm system and to work their way up. Hmm. That's cool. It makes sense. It makes complete sense. Uh, You know, there's a lot of things you could Google these. There's a lot of uh, trade rumors still out there for more players. I'd like to think the Braves are going to sort of cool their jets for a while and see what happens. I will say with the suspension of Josh Hamilton from the um, was it the Angels um, from the American League, that they're actually trying to do a deal with the Braves. Um, so we'll see if that turns into something. If he if he's been battling alcohol for for uh, three or four years, and so if he could handle that, he's got a great bat and a great glove. It'd be a great addition. We, we will, we'll see what happens with that as, as we get closer to it. Uh, something else, as you mentioned this, uh, John is a, a Jaguar fan. I am a Titan fan. But something that's about to change and take place here, and, and we've got a few folks in the chat room that are listening to this. John and I, um, he doesn't know this, but um, he didn't know it was coming. We have a, a conference call that is going to happen today at 1 o'clock and, um, where we have an opportunity to join a nationwide um, sports uh, network and so um, uh, pray for that that we are able to um, be a part of that and in in with that uh, we will be doing more Braves talk and Falcons talk um, being sort of the, this region uh, sport part of what we're doing with them with that company and and also continue with the college football so please keep that in mind anything you got any news or or quotes or anything that you think can help please send us our way uh, for that um, John you got anything else today? No, no, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just sitting here in my office. I'm just relaxing, getting ready to end the school. Hey, we got summer coming up. You know what that means, Paul. Camp. Busy, busy. Busy, busy time for all the youth ministers that are out there and winding down this year. I'm just, I just keep looking out this window, actually just hoping that this rain would stop because, um, you know, since we're talking about sports, you know, I can throw in a little high school softball here. The Alabama High School Athletic Association just came out this week and said, hey, guys, you've got to get all your area games finished by Monday, Um, even though area tournament doesn't start for another two weeks. um, Well, that means ACA has to try to figure out how they're going to play in the monsoon two games between today and Monday. So uh, that's going to be very interesting, and I wish it would just stop so we can move on. Where is the game this afternoon, John? The game this afternoon is supposed to be here. And then okay. the other game was supposed to be in Beauregard, which is south of Auburn, Opelika, somewhere around in there. 
And mm-hmm. uh, and what it is right now, if this rain gets, if this game gets rained out today, which I don't see how it's not, uh, we're supposed to play in the morning here and then play in the afternoon there tomorrow. So meh, it'll be interesting. Awesome. Well, um, a lot of other things we love to have gotten in today. Um, we did. Uh, I didn't want to say this. We did hire a new uh, youth intern for our, our youth group here at the University Church. I'd like to say something to that. And talk about interns, because um, we're sort of out of the season of hiring, usually. Our situation yeah. here at university was very, very different and unique because of who we had and, and the talent they they had and and just the ability to find someone great. Um, or, or let's say good. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, they're, they're college kids, and, and they mean well. They do well and stuff. So, so we're um, going to talk more about that, I guess, in the coming weeks. Yeah, it'll 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 be uh, it'll be interesting and everything. And I know you're excited about who you have as your intern. I think I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be great. And um, it is university is in a little bit uh, different situation this year. Normally everybody has been hired. Uh, I know tons of our students that are going in different places and they're going to uh, be doing uh, different um, um, internships around the. Uh, around the country, um, a lot of people who are Bible majors, some who aren't Bible majors are going and interning uh, all over the southeast, and I couldn't be more proud of them. Uh, I keep asking a couple of students, hey, what are you doing this summer? Are you going to be around? Let's see. Now i got an internship. i got an internship. So, hey, good, good for this. It is. And one thing, too, just to, to tell everybody, um, I don't know what's happened over the past year or so. Maybe it's because Big Bad JT is in the activities building. I don't know. But what's happening is we're getting a lot of love, partners. We have a lot of folks who call up here asking about interns and youth ministers, and and there's a in fact there's a big time job that will be coming available this this next Sunday and that announcement will be made, and so we do get to hear about all this stuff and a lot of things that happen, and so if you um, need any help and you have any need assistance in locating a church or a intern or a youth minister, give us a call. Uh, call either one of us, John or Paul, and we'll love to help you and put you in the right direction. Uh, one thing, too, a special program we're putting on this Wednesday out here on Big Grass, if if the water will quit falling, good grief, is um, we're going to feature as part of our worship service out there on Wednesday night from 6.15 to 7.15, some of our college students, some of our guys that are actually going out to do internships this summer. Really excited about that. Uh, Josh Posey, our, our present youth uh, intern right now, he won't be the summer, but our present guy, he'll be speaking. Uh, Matt Wheeler, who is going to be going to um, the Austinville Church this summer, uh, he will be speaking. Uh, and we have um, – and what's that, John? I just saw Matt this morning. Yeah, yeah, great guy, good guy. And then um, uh, Sam Welch will be over in, uh, in uh, Oxford, uh, congregation over near, I think, Bellevue Hills. Uh, is um, he'll be speaking, and then uh, also we have um, uh, just um, just recently asked him about this and getting him on here is um, uh, Simba Gifford, uh, Adam Simba Gifford, um, uh, who will be here as well, and, and of course Casey uh, Wigginson will lead singing. So all these guys uh, will be doing internships this summer. They'll be here to conduct our worship on Big Grass this Wednesday night. So if you're in town around about, stop by at six fifteen and enjoy us for that. Absolutely. And if it's raining, just bring an umbrella. Come on inside, I guess. We'll be in the fellowship hall. Look forward to having you. Well, I don't have anything else, John. Have you got anything else you want to share before we get out of here? Hey, um, no, I I think everything is – I got everything that I need. I just hope everybody stays safe and uh, uh, doesn't get any, any trouble today. Yes, awesome. Well, I do want to answer one question from the chat room. Um, Andrew Thompson did ask if he could be a regular caller. Um, um, he wants to be our Tammy. Um, so, so, so yes, yes, Andrew, you may call in any time, and we will bring you on in. Um, got a few others that, that call in quite a bit. Uh, we have um, uh, we have uh, Tiffany online right now. We didn't bring her in on the show. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of time. We got two minutes left. Tiffany, it's your time. Go. Okay, um, go Red Sox because. Braves stink. Sorry. I mean, they're going to tank anyway. Um, you know, still on a high from Duke winning the national championship. Um, yeah. And Ride that leg as long as you can. Exactly. And Winston, yeah, Winston's going first in the draft just because they have to so that he can make his money and pay off all his uh, legal problems. So, 
That's 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 it. That's all. That all is, of it right. That is for That's for past, present, and future legal problems, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So it's right in Oakland. But we'll put a womanizer in. I'm go no problem. Back. Oh my goodness. Thanks for stopping by, Tiff. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Always can count on Tiffany Johnson for bringing in the the glory as we finish off the show. <laughs> it's a wonderful time in Montgomery when, when Duke wins the national championship. I tell you, I love it. I do. Uh, well, John, anything else? Man, no. I just happened to see Andrew put something in the chat room saying he wanted to let everybody know there's a family Ford workshop at Rose Hill this weekend with Andrew Itson, Rick and Mark and Ricky and Mark Butts. Kristen and Kristen Vanderpool. So uh, yeah. if you're around the Columbus area, y'all need to stop by and, and go see them. Awesome. Yeah, that, that, they've been doing that for uh, a few months now and putting out a great program for family, um, marriage and family situations. So please go out there and check that out. That's a great, great thing. Uh, for John Prodine, I am Paul Sperlin. This has been the John and Paul Show. You can listen to more episodes, past episodes, uh, at adventuresandministry.com. The website is up and strong. Also, get ready for the the party that will happen right here on May the 1st. May the 1st podcast, the John and Paul Show, will be our one-month kickoff for the AIM series. Really I'm, I'm, excited about that. It's going to be great. John's is the best. It will raise you up, um, pun intended, as he'll be speaking on heaven. And so this is an eight-week series. Hope everybody will take part in that. Looking forward to great and many more things to talk about next week. We'll talk about a senior reception. We'll talk about graduations and how to deal and how to handle all those emotional issues that go with it in ministry, whether you're a parent, youth minister, or such. That'll be next week. Look forward to seeing you then. For, for John, I'm Paul. This is the John and Paul Show. Follow us on Twitter at John and Paul Show. And also at the website, download the app. 13,000 people do. Thanks for listening to John and Paul Show.